The best rugby insight and analysis. OTB Sports Rugby. Well, the world rankings have never represented anything that actually makes any sense. That's offensive to our entire nation, Steve. We, we, we live and die by the world rankings here. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Right, we are turning our attention back to the news this week that Serena Williams has retired from professional tennis. Delighted to say that uh, ex-professional tennis player and uh, current coach Jenny Claffey is with us in studio. Jenny, how are you getting on? Yeah, very good, yeah. Some disappointing news this week to hear the retirement of Serena Williams anyway. Sad day for tennis. But I was just going to ask, like, is your initial disappointment based on the fact that she won't get to the record now? Is it based on the fact that it's just the end of a great career or, or, or what informs that disappointment? I think it's an end of, of an era for, mm. for for tennis. You know, the Williams sisters, well, Serena Williams leaving the game, you know, what an iconic athlete she has been for the last two decades. You know, she has transcended the sport and impacted so many people across the world um, and as her legacy will continue for generations to come. So I think based on that, it's, it's very sad Dave Janice as I said but then also for the game missing that big star in the women's game is going to be a big loss How visible was that impact when you were coming through the professional ranks on what she had in the game I'm not sure does that come across stylistically or, or in other ways but, but how did you measure that impact When I was growing up yeah. when I was playing she was a complete idol for me you know um, the way I based my game was on her style like her she was such an athletic woman I wanted to be that strong and powerful like her her stro- strokes were so powerful her serve was really big you know I wanted to be just like her growing up and you could see she was so dominant in the game and kind of when I she came onto the tour in the 90s I was just a kid then so I followed her progress the whole way through my playing career and always looked up to her so you know she's just an incredible athlete and an amazing tennis player What defined her game? Her, on court yeah. Um, her serve I'd say was the biggest factor in her game closely led by her forehand I'd say um, but her serve was just so dominant in the game and when they came onto the tour they said they revolutionised the women's game they brought this power the, the Williams sorry they brought this power game um, style of, of tennis um, with the serve she revolutionised it with the fact that she was winning so many points with serve you know this unreturnable serve from oppositions so she'd be hitting banging down aces left right and centre you know and the opponents could not get the ball back or could not get a read on her serve so I think that was the starting factor then in her dominance and then the forehand closely follows behind Yeah it just seems that if you're trying to pick out any sort of weakness in the game at all you'd struggle to find a single one would you? Yeah I was saying her weaknesses possibly if you had to pick one would have been maybe fitness and footwork you know um, but her anticipation skills were so good that she got away with her footwork not being maybe the best in the world and maybe she struggled a little bit when she had injuries coming back to the game her fitness was a bit of an issue um, and, and some players were able to exploit that but not that many mm. thought it was nice as well hearing how she spoke about Venus and saying that if there, there was no Venus there was no Serena that the two of them really drove each other on yeah I think that was a massive factor in Serena's success like there was a few environmental factors and that definitely was one of them the fact that Venus was the leader and she was in her shadows and you could see when she was growing up that she always wanted to be better than than Venus so that drove her and she admitted herself that she learned a lot from her mistakes and her losses Venus when she was playing on the tour so she got to almost jump to the scene with all that experience as if she had played it herself so she was a massive factor in her success 
And the fact that they're sisters, they're both powerhouses, I think it shed such a light on, on tennis for people that maybe never even watched the game before. You know, that you're like, wow, like these sisters doing this and they're the best at it. You know, I think at that point is when a lot of people paid attention to tennis. They maybe hadn't really had a massive interest before. Yeah, it's, it's cool the fact that like these two sisters came along at the same time pretty much like Venus joined the tour only a year um, before Serena and then they completely changed the game and took over for the past two decades they have been dominating the tennis game you know I think Serena has 23 Grand Slams and Venus has 7 like that's 30 Grand Slams plus 16 in doubles together you know nearly 50 Grand Slams between them and the family like what an amazing achievement so It also kind of like brings to like this, this interesting conversation where you know some sports people need a great rival like say in the men's game people are like you know it, it was only brilliant because you had Nadal to match your Federer and then Djokovic to a later extent it doesn't seem like the women's game suffered all that much for there being an unrivaled superstar in the game people were tuning in to watch one person yeah, it, it's incredible that that has happened and it's probably something that we're never going to see again in, in the women's tennis game, like a star like that who can dominate for so long. But the two of them definitely, I think, drove each other on and it was great to see this rival. But I always felt there was a, le- a, a kind of a level of awkwardness when they played each other because the matches always seem to be quite subdued when they play each other in a Grand Slam final or in any big stage because, you know, who was going to win? And in the beginning, it was always Venus. And then once Serena beat her, I think she pretty much had the beating over over then and she rose to that star. And, and stayed at the top the whole time. When you mentioned there a few minutes ago about her style and the, the power game that she brought to proceedings, what was the knock-on impact for a, a generation of tennis players? Like, Was there a lot of imitators trying to, to do that exact thing? I know you allude to yourself there, or, or did it actually have kind of a, an extra knock-on impact where people were kind of preparing themselves to come up against that power game and, and then they therefore had to come up with something new? Yeah, as I mentioned, like they revolutionised the game in terms of they brought that power game to the tour, whereas then the players had to adapt to that power style so if you're going to try and beat somebody who plays with that amount of power you either have to match them and be better than them at it or you have to be an incredible defender but if you're not defending well enough they're just going to pick you apart like the Williams they stay so close close to the baseline take time away from the opponent it's very difficult to play against somebody who plays like that but then that has then sh- shaped the game for those past few decades you know everybody was playing that kind of aggressive ba- um game style like if you look at the likes of Maria Sharapova um, she was a very aggressive player just like Williams but Williams is always that bit better than her at that so you see now in recent days in the last year or two this, the likes of Iga Svantec and Anja Burr who play a different kind of game style because they've had to ed- evolve their games to try to beat the likes of Williams so initially the Williams brought this power game and that's how the game was played for the last 20 years and now we're seeing a different um, game style being brought like the women are much more um, diverse in how they play they're able to play with power they're able to defend well they're able to play with drop shots and different types of spins coming into the net so they've had to evolve the game to try to beat beat the Williams which has made the game much more interesting now It's fascinating so if I was to ask you 2017 Serena against the current peak player say against Fiontech currently how would that match go is it still Serena in, in dominant form or has the intervening five years led to an evolution in the game where there would genuinely be a rival to Serena 
That would be a great matchup because they've never actually met each other, either yeah. of those players. Yeah, I think that would be a really interesting match to see because you'd be seeing Shiontek throwing the kitchen sink at her, you know, trying everything against her to try and beat her. But Shiontek is one of those players who's an incredible defender, so she could actually maybe hold hold Serena um, back. But I'm, I think if we were see Serena in full dominance, like she would just wipe anyone off the court. Yeah, the goat is the goat, really. At that. Yeah, it's, no it's, denying. It's, it's uh, probably hard to make a case for anybody else. Like, when you were coming through, did you think of playing Serena eventually? Did you, did you, was that part of like your ambitions? Like when you said that she inspired you, did did you also think, "Geez, one day I could get on the same court as her"? Yeah, that was part of it. You know, I was thinking that because when I was um, coming to, to my peak in my. A professional career it would have been a time that she was playing so it would have been 2015 so she was still dominating the tour at that stage so the, the thoughts were there at the back of my mind if I'm going to win a Grand Slam I'm going to have to beat Serena Williams Yeah and how close did that ever come to happening or to, to playing or I should say Not close enough, close enough yeah. Yeah. Not close enough How would you have got on? Um, we would have been very similar game styles like as I said I, I, my, my game was based around how she played and we, I was a power player as well um, but she might have had the edge you know maybe just had the edge <laughs> <laughs> and the way she um, announced her retirement well she doesn't like to say retirement I thought that was quite interesting the way she said it that she's evolving outside of tennis um, it was a really tough decision for her she didn't want to have to make it she feels like she almost had to make it what did you make of all that side of things? Yeah, the way that she announced retirement is quite interesting. I find the fact that she's using this term evolving, you know, it's obviously a very painful time for her to be leaving the sport behind. There's obviously a huge amount of passion still there, but there are other endeavours she obviously wants to pursue, including um, having another child and she alluded to that in her um, interview that, you know, if she was a male player, that male tennis player, she would be able to continue playing and her wife in that situation mm-hmm. would be able to have the family so there's a, a bit of like a sting I think there for her and I, I, I do think it's it's really disappointing for her that she feels she can't go on anymore but I do think there are physical elements to that as well you know the fact that she's nearly 41 and her body she's had a few injuries over the last while so it's come at a right time I think in a way but it's just a, a disappointing Yeah she doesn't really mention those factors that you would think of of her age and obviously your body over time you know it's yeah. just natural that that's what's going to happen but it's more the fact she wants to to push on and have maybe a bigger family have another child that's really the, the main reasons which just shows what unbelievable type of person she is like athlete wise her mindset like nothing can you know phase her yeah she's just but she's an all round incredible athlete like you see off court or individual as well off court she has you know she's an entrepreneur she's done amazing things for women's rights and um, for black American women she's really been very strong with that as well um, and then now she's kind of got that st- at that stage where she's ready to just move move into that direction of kind of following Serena's ventures I think and, and starting and having a, a bigger family so the, the day has come unfortunately that she's stepping away I think most people did want to see her get over the line in one of those what was it four finals that she got to over the, the last few years uh, but to, to what extent was actually getting to those finals as much of an achievement as some of the Grand Slams that she actually won yeah that's massive like the last four Grand Slam finals she's gotten to have been on the back of having her first child and she had a very traumatic pregnancy with, with her first child and getting to four finals I think everybody was gunning for her to win one more and match that Margaret Court 24 Grand Slams I mean it was heartbreaking to see she came so 
close um, to matching that um, 24th elusive 24th Grand Slam mm. we'll say but it's a massive achievement to get to there like to get to any Grand Slam final once is a huge deal and she said herself that you know she feels like she could have won 30 plus Grand Slams but she turned up 23 times and won 23 Grand Slams so you know obviously it's still a fantastic achievement to make four Grand Slams it's just such a shame she didn't get over the line Is there any debate in tennis circles about who the greatest women's tennis player is of all time? I think it's undeniably Serena Williams I think the best tennis player in the, in yeah. the world let alone female tennis player it's definitely her And the, the Margaret Court thing just doesn't factor in at all? <laughs> It's hard to compare the different eras. You know, um, Margaret Court won hers in when it was not the professional era. So, you know, there were less people travelling down to Australia, which is where she's from, and she won a lot of Grand Slams down there. So a lot of people weren't travelling to Australia to play those a lot of the players um, and then since then the game has completely like evolved in terms of technology and fitness and rackets equipment everything has evolved since then but it's very hard to, to compare the two but I still sure. think Williams is the GOAT. Um, Colin's got a question wondering which player was able to consistently get the best out of Serena Williams which is a good question. Other than Venus Williams mm. um, yeah. oh, I think Azarenka, Victoria Azarenka, she's a, she was, she pushed her. She was a very similar game style to her as well. And Sharapova. I think the two of them probably were the two who, who kind of went toe to toe with her. And um, I'm not picking one there. I think the two of them were probably, probably the two closest rivals for her who could have, you know, pushed her more and more. Why was that? Their games were, it's quite similar to the way that she played. Maybe their fitness were, was a little bit better than her in times because um, Sharapova won seven Grand Slams as well. So, uh, you know, she obviously had the game and to, to beat Williams and, and has beaten Williams in finals as well. So I think, yeah, they, they match up well, but, but over a longer period of time, consistently, Williams was the better player. Is this definitely it? Like, a, like I mean, we talk about the, the strange language around uh, the, the retirement article, the retirement book that basically was, we printed it off. Um, are we sure that this is definitely going to be the last we see of her in a court? Never say never. Yeah, I think so. That's what I would think. Yeah. I Just mean, the way she worded it. I was like... And how she is so off. passionate about tennis and winning and competing. It's going to be very hard for her to match that in her life outside of sport. So where is she going to get that? That you know, Where is that need going to be met? So maybe we might see a comeback. Yeah, yeah She's such a competitor, like a ferocious competitor. So exactly. she needs to fill that somehow. Yeah. So you wouldn't be surprised if she did have another child, then you could maybe see her back Give again. her two years maybe and yeah. she'll be back. But hopefully <laughs> the US Open this year goes her way and she can match Margaret Course 24. Oh, that'd yeah. be amazing. Wouldn't that just be a way to see her off? Absolutely. Uh, also as well, there's, you, you presume, a, a very, uh, like, um, uh, full-on coach in her future down the line as well if she wanted that because like, like, I'm sure that the competitive drug needs to be uh, obtained from somewhere after she does after she, she does I don't think away. a coach though would would, ma- would be enough for her she'd want True. to be out there playing herself you know because nothing beats that feeling of like when you're out on a match court and the nerves in your tummy and the excitement and the crowd you wouldn't get that as a coach it's just mm. not the same She has her little girl out on the court a little bit with her so yeah. you never know there could be another But she did say in her interview that she, she, would, she wouldn't necessarily pick 10 for her yeah. daughter but whatever she wants to, to, to do, do she's push her in it so it's mm. interesting that she doesn't necessarily want to push her into tennis yeah I feel the same as well actually I would oh really think I would why do you think yeah. that it's just a very tough sport like an individual sport you know and you have to have the personality or to, to be that driven and individual and self selfish to pursue uh, an individual sport whereas 
I, I just think it's a very tricky lifestyle and the path to it is very difficult and you know I just think I'd have them team sports first and then maybe switch to golf because you'll make more money that way <laughs> <laughs> It does seem tennis is particularly taxing on the mind like as as far as all individual sports are but it feels like the, the stories we hear from tennis are particularly um, grim at times in terms of what the lengths you need to go to to actually make it Yeah it's, it's a really tough sport there's no denying that let alone the fact that it's an individual sport there's just so much involved in it like it obviously it's all encompassing you, your life becomes the sport um, but it's one of those sports that you win you have a big win today and then you get to enjoy it for about 10 minutes and then you're back on because you've got to face another opposition the next day so it's a very very short celebratory period and a very long loss like when you lose you suffer it much more than you enjoy the winning because there's always the next day and the next opposition it's very back to back that's what I found really tricky when I played on the tour was that you know you win you come off this and you're elated and then all of a sudden it's like okay I need to prepare for tomorrow and then you come down so there's lots of highs and lows in the game and there seems to be obviously now a lot of injuries which are impacting a lot of players you hear the the how difficult that is and how you're just all of a sudden you know you're at the top of your game you get injured and then you drop off that's happened to a number of players and they never regain the same level that they did before it's just so it's a very difficult sport so destroying at times yeah can it be a lonely sport at times I didn't even mention that but that is one of the hardest things as well is like you're initially like when I started my career for example I was travelling alone you couldn't afford to have a coach you couldn't afford to have anyone there with you I went to a foreign country didn't speak the language didn't know anybody and it's like where do I go from here and then as I said if you lose it's even worse than you're on the phone to people it's not the same you're at dinner on your own it's just really quite a lonely place to be when you lose especially when you win you kind of you can you can deal with it a bit better but yeah it's a, it's a lonely tough sport yeah. not to put people off the game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's brought yeah. me so much happy memories as well yeah of course uh, I think that's probably a, a pretty good prediction that, that Serena may not be uh, pushing her kids into the sport too much unless they're uh, they could well be just gifted like her as well and it could be uh, a natural conclusion listen Jenny great stuff great insights thanks very much for, for joining us in studio yes, this morning thanks guys OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar